about the things people love to hate and hate to love. We're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. <laughs> Snowball, oh Snowball and Dawn reporting for the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more blindsided See, by a I'm, southern accent coming in halfway through the introduction. I'm a, a redneck too. Aren't I a fully fledged character who makes sense and is interesting Oh my gosh, to Shelby. Uh, Ava DuVernay just liked one of my tweets. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, here we are talking about a movie I never, ever, ever thought I would see. And look what the coronavirus has done to me. I'm, uh, the, I'm a shell of a The coronavirus gives and it takes, but it <laughs> gave this week. Uh, the blessing of the hunt. Uh, and the fact that it came out, it was coming out in theaters, and there was no way that Shelby was going to go see it over yes. other things that were out. But yes. R.I.P. in Lord. the time of corona... <laughs> <laughs> I have won. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you tend to win on this podcast, which is very frustrating, very irksome. Shelby, I had to watch a whole season of The Bachelor, so you and and the whole season of Jack Ryan, whatever that was. (laughs) Jack Ryan, that was a mutual decision. That That, was a decision mm. early on in our seasons. Where we realize we have to show that we can talk about all sorts of mediums. So don't even. I also had to watch Little. Okay. Watch little. We can go to their list and check and check and check. I'd rather talk about that than this movie. So if that's how you oh, want to spend no. this, this hour. Is great. <laughs> um but first everybody follow us on social media. We're yes. at PSU Wrong on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can email us at PSURong at gmail.com. Shelby's doing all kinds of things over on social media, mostly oh, yeah. retweeting um Taylor Swift propaganda. <laughs> I limited which- myself. <laughs> The thoughts back. of the, the thoughts and comments made by the PSU wrong uh, Twitter account do in no way reflect my <laughs> thoughts or comments. Those are 100% Shelby's. So just be aware. Yeah, I spend most of the Twitter uh, account just dragging Matt. So if that's your tea, if that's your brand, follow us at PSU wrong. But yeah, The Hunt, it came out on video on demand along with some other universal films. We could have talked about Emma. We could have done a whole episode on The Invisible Man. But instead, um, Matt made my husband and I watch The Hunt, which was canceled probably should have stayed canceled (laughs) but here we are did it live up to your expectations let me just set the stage for us i need to really savor in this moment okay yeah because this is the hunt so (laughs) i don't even know when where i was when i first saw this trailer but i was like this it must have been like summer 2019 and i saw it and i thought it was like somebody handcrafted a movie just for me it's about all of these people who are somehow trapped in like a <laughs> like a wild hunting reserve or whatever well and it's a horror movie where okay. it's like rich people are hunting these are hunting humans into it it's like hunger games okay. already and then the actors in it are emma roberts a fave yes, yes, yes. you have glenn howerton from um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is one of my favorite movies. You got Hillary Swank, who <laughs> hasn't shows. really been doing much lately, but I'm, oh yeah, TV show. But <laughs> I'm, but I still love Hillary Swank like 
Million Dollar yeah. Baby is a fantastic film. So I was just feeling some type of way about this and was mm-hmm. so excited to see it. I love a good, like, schlocky horror movie. It's going to be comedy, but it's going to be horror. I'm getting, like, scream vibes from it. And then out of nowhere, I mean, it, <laughs> out of somewhere, but out of nowhere, the movie gets canceled. And, like, completely canceled. It was originally scheduled to come out in September 2019. In August of 2019, Donald Trump comes on air and starts talking about how there's this movie about how liberals are going to go kill all of these, uh, you know, conservative people and how that's not a message that we need, especially this came right after the Dayton and El Paso shooting. So he's like, we need this movie canceled. We can't let this into our society. And I think that Universal was just so like afraid of the backlash that they just canceled the movie right away. But then all kinds of people came on social media and were talking about like free speech. We shouldn't let them be able to do this. This obviously the movie isn't advocating for rich people to <laughs> hunt poor people for sport. Like that's not the point of the movie. So then come March, they or come like, um, I don't know, maybe like February, January. I can't remember when it is. They announce, guess what? Surprise. We are coming back. We're releasing this movie in March. And at that point, their whole marketing campaign is like, this got canceled. It was <laughs> like the most controversial movie ever. We're bringing it out. It was supposed to come out March 13th, or it did come out March 13th, but it just happened to be last weekend when the coronavirus was rearing its ugly head. And this was like the last breaths of movie theaters i didn't even go see it in theater because i was shamed by shelby into my house no um so no, you chose to see first cow and onward before seeing your right but i was gonna loved the hunt but i was also gonna see the hunt on sunday and then i couldn't because mm. you know whatever and then the movie theaters me? closed yeah but i mean i'm just gonna blame you anyways so okay. for most of my problems uh, it's i'm like taylor swift and you're like kanye west like it doesn't really matter but i'm just gonna blame <laughs> wow, you anyways. someone's not letting this go i mean that was so three I mean, days ago matt i mean neither is taylor so i should <laughs> um but universal's like okay well clearly we didn't get very much money out of this in theaters if we release it again when the when the theaters reopen and who knows when like is it gonna make very much money eh, probably not so let's just put it out on video on demand for twenty dollars and maybe we can get people who are stuck at home to be like well i guess i'll watch this i haven't <laughs> seen it before and shell out 20 bucks which shelby and i definitely did we definitely paid <laughs> oh, the twenty dollars to watch this mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah so it came out and i felt rejuvenated watching it like it was what i needed and and it and it supplied me with with what i had asked for but i'm getting i'm sensing that you did not like this movie i knew i think we both knew that this was never gonna be my cup of tea i mean i like a smart horror more than i like a like i just don't like gore that like at all really so I oh, and this my is gory, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I choose my violence very carefully usually, and I don't love the slapsticky just gore. And so, did I enjoy this movie? Um, that's a hard no. Did I think <laughs> it was worthy of any praise? Like beyond people who don't like slapsticky horror? Like, no, I think this movie was pretty dumb, <laughs> all things considered. No. I think it thought it sort of has the same vibe as like. South Park humor and it's something that I really struggle with where it's like they pretend they're satire because they're making fun of everyone but 
satire is always, always, always driven by an intention to change behavior. And this energy is all just like, everyone's dumb. Like, you guys are all so dumb. There's nothing to do except point out how dumb you are. It's just like, it's laziness disguised as cleverness. See, I don't necessarily think it's super lazy. I think that the point that they're making here or that they're trying to make is that the like on these ends of the spectrum you have crazy people on both sides and Mm. they are driving the narrative in so many ways and Mm. if people could somehow like move to the middle and sort of understand each other more we wouldn't be in this mess and this is just the extremes Mm -hmm. um (laughs) also i think it's worth noting that the people who like the director of this film directed episodes of the leftovers in Westworld. The writers are Damon Lindelof who did lost and then Carlton Cuse's son, Nick Cuse and Carlton Cuse also did lost. So it's like mm-hmm. the people who, who are working on this aren't just like random douchey, right. like newbies. These are yeah. established people who are well known for doing work that is thoughtful. Now was this very <laughs> jokey and like not, that serious definitely but i thought it was fun yeah i mean there were like elements that i found interesting but in the end it just felt like it had been such a waste of time like it was just like well you didn't lean into the cleverness enough for me to feel like i should give you a round of applause by the by the curtain call like i just felt like both the like all the jokes were just so cliche (laughs) like it was just like Oh, like global warming is real. You know, it's just like, okay, like good one. You got us like the liberal elite. Good job. You didn't didn't love them in the bunker talking before (laughs) Betty Gilpin shows up. I thought that whole thing was so funny where they're talking about how Ava DuVernay liked one of their tweets and how like the... The, the, it's I like get a picture it. of them like, in I Haiti. I thought that was funny. I think there is like a lot of annoying performative like liberalism and whatnot. But I mean, on the other side, you have literal Nazis. So it just seems like there's, um, I don't know, like a lesser of two evils. But this movie, Betty Gilpin's character, who did a great job. Like I find her very entertaining to watch. I've loved um, uh, that show, Glow, that Glow. she's on. She has great charisma. She carried this film well. But I also was just like, who is this girl? Like, how is she a survivalist to this extent? Like, what is going on here? Like, she's so chill. And I just wanted to understand her more. But there's no explanation. And in fact, by the end, you're told, oh, she's not who you thought she was. Like, I don't know. I was just like, well, then what's the point? Like, what's the messaging here? And there's this whole storyline I mean, obviously you have the rednecks or the conservatives or whatever versus these liberal elites who hunt these people for sport. Like the whole movie is set up where there's 12 hicks ripped from their lives for some unknown reason. And they wake up in a field uh, gagged and there's a box of weapons and they're like, what's happening? And then they all start to die pretty quickly. And so immediately you don't really have like characters to cling to until about 30 minutes in when you realize Betty's the main character and indeed one of the few survivors. And so then it's basically this cat and mouse game, but you don't necessarily know who you're rooting for. Like obviously you want her to survive because people murdering people is not a good thing. But then you're also like, wait, who is she? And like, why, 
why is she like i don't know i just felt very confused yeah I, I I mean, I think that what this movie was trying to do, like, I think this movie on a good day is something that's closer to Ready or Not, the yeah. hide and seek <laughs> movie last year, which was another yeah. kind of jokey horror movie, but I think got to where it was going and said a lot more about class than this one does. Mm-hmm. The thing that I liked about this movie and that I didn't like about this movie is that it is a very tight 90 minutes. Like it is a yeah. short movie. It is a fast movie and it gets through it quickly. Like this is not waiting around for anything. So you don't yeah. really get invested in very many of these characters, especially you like, you never understand who Betty Gilpin is. And she's such an enigma in this world of like, she wakes up gagged in a forest and somehow is like very unfazed by it. But chill, you never yeah. learn like, like she says at one point she was in the military, but it's like, you don't even know necessarily if that's true or not, because so many things in this movie aren't, there's so many people who are yeah. lying, but it still doesn't really make sense how she's handling the situation. But one thing that I like is, I mean, I think that, you know, kind of from the trailer that Betty Gilpin is going to be the star of it, but she's yeah. definitely not the most famous person in this movie. There are a lot of more <laughs> famous people than her, particularly Emma Roberts. So mm-hmm. when we open on the, there's like a cold open sort of where one of the people who they have kidnapped gets awake on a plane and like stumbles out and Hillary Swank has to kill him with her <laughs> high heel. Stiletto, yeah. But yeah. And like literally pulls out his eye with like Disgusting. the full nerve attached to the end of the shoe. I, that's the moment I knew like, this is going to be a fun ride. <laughs> but then we wake up with Emma Roberts in the woods. And you know, if you're thinking like hunger games or any of these kind of movies, you think, okay, she's the biggest star argue, or one of the biggest stars in this movie. We're focusing on her. We're following her around. Everybody else is sort of a little bit more frenzied than she is at the beginning. So you think, okay, like she's the one who we're going to be following. And mm-hmm. then she dies like five minutes in very <laughs> unceremoniously. And it is so like wild and unexpected. I thought that, it was that I thought it was like a fun choice that they made. And then they literally do that two more times. Once with, um, shoot, what's his name? The guy from This Is Us, this is us who we then Justin? follow him for a little bit. And then he Hartley? dies in a landmine. Yes, yes, sure. And then we get catch up with Ike Barinholtz and he's going around for a while and then he gets killed. So really <laughs> it is like a half hour, 45 minutes into this movie that's only 90 minutes long before you realize like, okay, Betty Gilpin is really the only one left alive of this crew of 12. And now she's on like a vengeance mission to kill all of these people. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I liked the setup and sort of the creativity of it, but I did feel like the execution could have been a little bit better and I wouldn't want the movie longer necessarily. But at the same time, I think that there were some key pieces that we kind of needed. Yeah. It was just like, it was interesting. Cause like, obviously I knew what I was dealing with. Like I wasn't expecting some art house film, but at the same time, like the world didn't make total sense to me. It was like, there were just questions like about, I mean, there's this whole storyline where they, Betty's character, who's referred to as Snowball, meets up with a guy called Don and they are on the run. They find this train and they hop on the train and on the train, there's oh, like yeah. refugees. And so they're like, oh, is this part of the like, is this, are they lying? Are they placed here? 
what is it um crisis actors to make us like expose us for redneck hicks who believe in things like crisis actors and then the trains pulled over and they realized they're in um croatia and they're like being questioned it is I'm like, what is this universe? Like, what is happening? And then one of the guys, one of the refugees does turn out to be a uh, elite who's there to kill them. And you find out that he had been undercover with these refugees. Like, what? So his plan was to just hope someone hops on the train. Like, I don't understand, like, what his point was. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so many things like that that don't make sense in this movie. <laughs> yeah. For example, the entire setup of the movie is that there's this group of elites who are on this text chain. One of them (laughs) mentions like, oh, we're going to we have this annual hunting trip or whatever that where we get all of these deplorables and kill them. Uh And apparently it's a joke. You don't really realize it in the moment if it's a joke or not. But later in the movie, you realize it's a joke. But one of them, their like phone gets hacked or gets taken into custody or something. Anyways, it gets leaked, this text message. And so then all of the people on the text thread lose their job because apparently (laughs) people on the Internet think that this is real, even though it's like. If it was real, it would easily be provable if they were hunting (laughs) people at this house. You know, like it wouldn't be that hard to track down if they had a yearly hunting trip where they kidnap all these people and kill them. (laughs) But so instead, their response is like, well, now we're embittered because we all lost our jobs. So we're actually going to get a bunch of people who were rude to us online and fly them to Croatia and set up this whole elaborate ruse just to kill them. But also, they're, like, killing them all really fast in the beginning. Yes. And it's, like, if you actually want to... I mean, it was a miracle that any of them made it to that yes. convenience store, let alone the train and the things that would come after it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the world building was a little sketchy. This movie was not... Like, I would never say that this was a great movie, but I thought it was like a fun, entertaining watch. And for only 90 minutes, I was like enthralled the entire time. Yeah. I mean, I guess what frustrated me most is this like proposition that they're like, oh, we were so edgy. We were canceled. And then it couldn't live up to its own hype. Like it's like it wasn't clever in either direction. Like it took cheap shots at um, conservatives. It took cheap shots at liberals. Uh, The jokes felt like half-drafted tweets. There's this whole interaction with um, at the gas station where uh, three of the characters end up there and they're calling the police and it's like they start to have this conversation and then the couple running the shop end up to be these liberals. They murder the three people and then the wife is just like... There's just this like jokey banter about like making fun of how liberals think they're so woke and like they're talking about I don't know like I don't remember all the jokes because they were so it was just things like where they thought they were being so clever and I was just left so unwowed by it I thought it was all very funny but it's all very (laughs) jokey it's not yeah, it's not. I guess maybe where the the kind of split happens is that the what they're trying to do or the topic is like very 
serious and I think that you could approach it in a really like thoughtful interesting way but they're not really doing that they're just kind of being real jokey about it yeah like I mean you look at something like get out which obviously is in another realm all its own but like there's a lot of clever well thought out like interesting jokes and commentary on this like the like I don't just that like classism the elitism whatever else I don't know it was like one-liners which sometimes were funny especially since they had some pretty good actors who were able to like own these moments like I think one of the funniest parts was when Snowball uh gets to the the gas station she asks for a pack of cigarettes and she's being very like nonchalant. And so the liberals are confused because they're like, she has to know that something's up. She woke up in the woods with a gag and has been watching people die all day. So like, why is she so chill? And then <laughs> she looks at the change and she's like, hey, where are we? And they're like, oh, you're in Arkansas. And she's like, well, cigarettes in Arkansas are six bucks. And then she shoots them in the face. And I thought that was funnier than any of the dumb, like, faux, thoughtful political commentary. Because I thought that showed, like, a funny character moment, a surprising kill beat. And, like, it was, like, a fun, surprising twist. It was, it really worked for me. And I think I enjoyed those jokes more than the other ones. Another of my favorite elements of like low budget horror movies <laughs> is when they clearly don't have enough money to get like a big star to actually be in the whole movie, but they like <laughs> need a big star to sell it. So they get someone who's famous for like the shortest amount of time possible and figure out a way to use them to the greatest advantage. And clearly (laughs) that was happening in this movie with Hilary Swank who shows up in multiple instances through the first half of the movie, but you never see her face. It's (laughs) always shot from behind. And you're like, clearly she wasn't there for these shots. Like (laughs) like she, I think she only did the shoots that were in that house at the end. Like she had two days and that's all she did. And for the rest, they just just, did a body double. I thought they were just trying to be mysterious. And I was like, why? We all know she's in this movie, but that makes more sense is that they just didn't actually have her. (laughs) Oh no. Like they're, my favorite instance of this is in the first the first purge like not the first one mm. that came out but the movie that's actually called the first purge and they have marissa tomei in it and literally they could not even be bothered to change her outfit like it supposedly <laughs> takes place over multiple days and she's wearing the same exact outfit in all of in all of the scenes and then there's one scene where she's supposed to be outside like talking on the news and you can Mm -hmm. tell that it is her in the same outfit in the same studio and they just (laughs) had her in front of a green screen and then put the set that they were using for the rest of the movie like behind (laughs) her on the green screen and it is so painfully obvious but just so great that like yeah Mm. they could only get marissa tomei for like an afternoon and they were like (laughs) we gotta use her for everything and that's what's going on on with hillary swank yeah But honestly, Hilary Swank, I thought, was very good in this movie. It, like, reminded me of why she's a good actor. I thought she, <laughs> like, she was chewing on the line in that last Could be an Oscar contender in. at the rate we're uh, going. <laughs> I mean, we can only hope and pray. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what was weird to me, too, is, um, so there's, like, weird 
to like show you the how this is all working there's moments where the different liberals are on either walkie-talkies or they're being instructed what to do by Hillary Swank's character and so there's moments where she's like telling the gas attendant like oh she's like five minutes out like be ready and I'm just like very confused because then at the end of the movie she's never been at the hunt itself she's been at her house even though this was all started by her and she was clearly very you know to use a word that's often thrown around in commentaries such as this she was triggered by um <laughs> snowball's original tweet so she was she's clearly wanting to be an active participant in the hunt and the there's a character who says she's been training for eight months you don't stand a chance so then it's like well where has she been like what what was her plan like did they think that one person would survive, hunt her down to her house, which is hidden in the woods, and then fight her over a grilled cheese on the grill? Like, I just don't get this universe. <laughs> and how are they watching these people? Like, how does she know where they are, when they are? And then there's a point in the bunker where Snowball has killed everyone ex- with, along with her other sidekick, Dawn, and then Hillary Swank comes on the radio and is like, okay, Don, you're one of us. LOL. Let's see if Snowball will kill you. And I'm just like, well, how did she know what was going on? Yeah, the the world building is not great in this. It's like <laughs> they had a concept and then they never really figured out how to flesh everything. I also wasn't sure if maybe this is something where the movie was originally longer and then they trimmed parts of it when they got mm, you know like all this backlash and stuff so maybe there was something that was like more controversial that they got rid of i yeah. don't know though i mean it's still the tone of it feels kind of half baked and jokey yeah. um so yeah that's confusing to me like did she think that the other well, cuz then the whole thing also is that none of these rich people have trained like at all <laughs> they're they are all just like showing up and then of course all of these redneck people are like i own a million guns so they know what's going on a lot more i don't understand if hillary swank thought that the other people would like capture betty gilpin and bring her to the house for the yeah. showdown or she just thought yeah. all along that snowball would beat everybody and she was kind of wanted them to die anyways yeah and did you get the snowball like common like i just did not follow that why she's called snowball yeah because they the the elites call have nicknames for all these characters and betty gilpin's is snowball which is a reference to animal farm it turns out but i wasn't clear why they would ever nickname her snowball Cause like, how would they know that she's the leader? Like I, you know, I've never read animal farm. So I really didn't get that (laughs) reference. And, and then, uh, but then at the end, the big sort of reveal is that Betty Gilpin, who is, you know, supposedly this idiot hick has read animal farm and Hillary Swank is just like, so surprised by that. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that either. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's sort of a weird moment where she's like, why do you call me Snowball? <laughs> and Hillary's like, oh, it's an in-joke. Like, you wouldn't get it. It's about Animal Farm. And it's like, and then somehow this character we know nothing about, but she's read Animal Farm enough to remember that it's about, like, I don't know. It's like a pig who's this leader who's constantly trying to, he's trying to, like, gather people and get them to, like, 
read and write and then these other animals like steal control and they push snowball out because he's too good and too pure or whatever and so they make it look like he's a bad pig so it's like what were these elites trying to say when they called her snowball and the other weird reference is like there's this moment where (laughs) snowball i really don't remember her her real name like justice or something weird i i have it Um, crystal 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 may Crystal no, Liberty May. is um there's a Liberty, but she's the yeah. girl, she's the archer and the she's the bad girl. <laughs> okay. But um anyways, she tells this story to Dawn where she's like, My mama always told me the story of the jackrabbit oh, yeah. and the <laughs> turtle. And it's like, okay, we've all heard this, and then it turns out really dark, and the jackrabbit is pissed that the that the turtle won, and so he comes into the turtle's home and crushes his entire family eats a meal and moves on with his day. And the message is like, the jackrabbit always wins. And even Don is like, well, who's the jackrabbit? And the movie never answers it. Like, I don't know (laughs) why that was in there. Well, I think, I think that that, I got that part. So I think what that was saying is it's just talking about like elite and the people who have the power, like even if you do manage to beat them in some way, just by grinding out against them, they'll still be able to ruin your life just because they have more money and more connections. So it's like, you might be able to beat them at one thing, but in the long run, they're always going to win. Okay. Because then I got at the end when she's on the when snowball is on the floor there's like a rabbit that's in the that like hops in the doorway which i think is a symbol for like even though she beat them at this like in life she's still not gonna win i don't know i was but that was at a level but like that (laughs) is much more serious than most of the movie which makes me think that maybe there was more stuff in there that somehow they cut i honestly think that the tone that they were going for was ready or not which i think nailed this element of like being (laughs) jokey but also saying something really well but they just did not get there um my favorite (laughs) no you were ready or not stan like i'm very confused by this Yes, you did know this. I ranked it above Parasite. Remember? Oh, 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 I was thinking, oh my gosh. I was thinking of the Emma Roberts movie. Like this whole time you were talking about it. I was so confused. Um, Wait, the player, what? the truth or dare one. Like the, there are oh, players. Nerve? And there are, yes. I don't know why I oh. have that in my mind. I mean, I, I like, also mm, loved Nerve, but know. that's a whole Is different a kind of movie. Like, <laughs> That makes no. so much more sense. I was like, man, Nerve I... was also great, but it was like the Nerve perfect, was so bad. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, no, but it was funny, so bad. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so like, I was like, did that have social commentary in it? I was like, wait, who was the guy in Nerve? <laughs> that is so funny. Who was I don't the boy? Remember. Was it the guy from? I'm I'm seeing the guy from Divergent, but it can't have been him. Who was it? I'm looking. Mm, it might be. That is so funny. I was so confused. I was like, "Why is he thinking?" Oh no, it's like Dave Franco. High class. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yes, ready or not, I can see that they thought they were going to stick that landing, and um, they really didn't. I think they got in over their heads. They had a premise they wanted to stick to and didn't know how to work with, and so you end up with this final showdown. Which which was a good fight scene, I thought. Yeah, no, it was a good fight scene, but they were all just like saying stuff that I didn't quite know, like what the emotional 
important was. Like, it's like, okay, so she's saying that it's their fault that they did this game, but then they made the game. And so who am I, who's like right here? Like everyone in this scenario is an idiot. So like, what am I supposed to feel as an audience member? And I just felt very confused. I think what you're supposed to feel throughout the whole movie is that everybody in the movie is bad except for Betty Gilpin. Yeah. And that's because they they got Betty Gilpin yes, by accident. That's right. Because yeah, they were they got the wrong because one. it was all these terrible liberal wealthy people picking all of these terrible, like Nazi redneck conservatives. Yeah. And that neither of them really understand each other, but somehow they accidentally get Betty Gilpin's character who has the same name as someone else who lives in her town and so the only character that survives the thing is betty gilpin like everybody else gets killed either the rich people kill the poor people and then betty gilpin kills all the rich people so (laughs) i think that we're supposed to think that betty is the one who's good which is sort of a similar ending to um ready or not but right not nerve not yeah, nerve. Yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> lives i'm, in on, nerve, I'm on the page now no that makes sense i guess i i wish they had done better at convincing me that she really was the wrong crystal because similarly like oh, seconds yeah. before there had been the same thing with them with hillary swank convincing her that dawn was a plant and so she ends up killing this other redneck and so you I just didn't know who I was trusting. She's a plant or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was all just kind of like, okay, like, is she lying to get in her head equally? Like, is she trying to give her a taste of her own medicine? And then, yeah, I just, I just like, I mean, I don't wish anything for this movie because I frankly don't care. But if it had been in like, if it had been better, like, I think there could have been some interesting moments, but I just got so wrapped up in, like, the why of it all that it just really frustrated me. And it's also like, okay, so we're going to just suspend belief and believe that these people could literally murder, like, all these people without any guilt or, like, trauma. Like, because at first you're like, oh, they've been doing this for a while, so they're like they're like jaded to it like whatever they kill people but then at the end you find out through this twist that no this is their first like their first time doing it and i think it would have been more interesting to see them like struggle with it but instead they're just like soulless assholes who like don't have any problem aiming arrows and throwing grenades and whatnot so i don't know it's just like it just felt so messy and uninteresting to me yeah i think a better version of this movie is just there is just like a rich versus poor movie and it's like the rich are so bored and have so much money that this is the only thing that they're interested in and that they're actually do like killing people yeah. where this movie it doesn't really have that angle to it also the area that they're at you would think <laughs> oh it need to be like an island or someplace that's cut off but this train track is going right through the middle of it which ha- is full of people who aren't in this they got pulled over by like the military who has a base that's near there that (laughs) doesn't appear to be um like fake it looks real so i don't they were very likely to have these people run off and get caught so i don't i sort of am confused down to what the thought process was. and it's like what was their cleanup plan like what was their end game like how are they gonna hide these bodies like Like, yeah, like I just, it didn't make sense why they chose where they did. (laughs) 
And they and what was the pig like? What did the pig? Oh have yeah, anything? I did not get that. <laughs> the wh- one, the part that I like, or one of the parts that I like the best, or I thought, and I thought was the funniest and the weirdest is at the beginning. You know, they they get this crate. It's full of all these weapons. So everybody gets weapons. They're all you know running around. Then the rich people start firing on them from like this bunker, and so everybody takes off running. And this woman falls into a like pit of spikes that's just there that like why like why did the rich people just like put this spike (laughs) in the ground randomly because because it doesn't appear to be anywhere else i mean i guess they have some more booby traps but not like this kind of thing Mm -hmm. but then in a truly grisly gag they like pull her off the spikes she's like walking and then she steps on a landmine and gets blown back into the spikes but only this time she only has the bottom half or the top half of her body so i thought that was a funny like disgusting but also gross because her intestines (laughs) were just hanging well and it was weird too because immediately at the beginning when everyone started dying so fast i was like i mean not that this should ever be fun but i was like how is this fun for them because it's like it'll be over so quickly like there's no there's no charm to it no cleverness and then there are deaths like that where they have nothing to do with it where it's just like happenstance that they fell in the pit or they stepped on the landmine so there's not like hunting involved it's just like they just happened to be adjacently murdering 12 people. So it just seemed like, like, what was their plan? <laughs> like, did they want to watch these people die for the crime of tweeting about their their fake manor gate? Or did they just want to, like, prove they could? Like, it just felt so unfinished to me. Well, that makes sense because if this is their first time, then it doesn't make sense <laughs> that they didn't really think through it that well. So yeah. that I, that was dragging me. Um, yeah. So now, later or never, Shelby. <laughs> I would put this at a hard never. Like, please and thank <sighs> you. No, no. I think, this is, I think this is a definite later. It is not <laughs> worth $20 that Shelby and I definitely spent. We definitely spent $20 on wa- yeah, each definitely. watching this movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, But I don't think that you should spend $20. You should wait (laughs) until this is on the streaming somewhere because it's not going to cost this much for that long, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I don't think it'll... We'll see if it ends up on a streaming somewhere someday and if anyone cares to watch it. But um, rapid fire questions. I've got one for you. How far do you think you would get as a hunted in the hunt? Well... I mean, in this circumstance, I don't know because I think I'm a pretty cautious person. So I think I'd be good at like hiding somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if I had got one of those machine guns at the beginning (laughs) and then was hiding somewhere, I think I could have probably finished off a couple of people. (laughs) I would not have been like frantically running into that gas station. I think I would have been like, you know, hunkered down someplace like (laughs) hiding in that spike pit or something. Um, oh, what's weird too, and I just realized that is that no one leaves their station in that like I don't know what it is. They have some sort of bunker in the hill where they're taking shots at these people, and then you have the people well, in the gas station. But only the bow and arrow lady leaves. Oh, She's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. one That's who goes right. out. Yeah, you're right. I think I would. I think I could pull a dawn and like just walk far enough away that I end up at this <laughs> refugee camp. And uh, and then I would definitely have been killed in that car. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. 
I think mm-hmm. I could, I would have outlasted enough that I'd feel comfortable trusting people again. And then it would turn out that they just got me and I was dead again. So I wouldn't like, make it too far, but. I always related really hard to the Firefox character in Hunger Games, the girl who like doesn't mm, take any yes. weapons and just yes. hides in the woods and steals yes. food from people. It's like I 100% could make it to like the top five, but yeah. then there's no way that I'd be able to actually kill the yeah. other people who are left. I would definitely like eat the poison berries yes. and die on accident. That's like 100% my strategy in the two times I've played. Um, oh man, what's that dumb game everyone's obsessed with? Dang it. Where you fall from the sky and then you... It's where that dance came from. Oh, um, oh, Fortnite? Fortnite. (laughs) Yes. I, like, end up in the top 20 and I'm like, man, I freaking killed it. And then as soon as someone comes up against, like, a brute force strength sort of situation, I'm dead, so... Oh, yeah, because you just, like, run away. That was always my strategy (laughs) on Super Smash Bros., too. It was, like, I was good at the stock mode because you could last a while before people (laughs) realized that you had five lives left if you just kind of hopped around a lot. But in the time Mm. mode, it was like, oh, no, I'm never going to win this because I'm never going to kill anybody. (laughs) Um, Okay, if you had to choose one of the weapons off the weapon cart to defend yourself with, which weapon would you pick? I mean, I frankly have never fired a gun. I know I could not stab someone with a knife. So I do not know. But I guess I would just go for like a pistol because I feel like I could figure that out. Or like a machine <laughs> You're like, I've gun. I've seen enough movies with yeah. pistols. <laughs> yeah. Once I find the safety and figure out how you do that, I think a machine gun would be fairly easy to um, <laughs> figure out. Yeah. What would you choose? I think I would choose the machine gun. I mean, yeah. that feels like the best. It seems like the best, especially when you don't have experience because it's like, well, quantity over quality, you know? You just yes. have to kind of yeah. point and shoot and hope something sticks, yeah. but. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. pistol, you only got like six bullets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you were one of the elites, um, what like duty would you want? Oh, like which one of the roles would I want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, I think I'd probably be lame and would just want like the bunker role. I don't think <laughs> I'd want to be out there doing anything. You wouldn't want to really immerse me. yourself, become a refugee no. for the. I mean, maybe the refugee that... <laughs> thing because, like, what's the likelihood? There's definitely if if that guy was in that refugee truck, there's definitely like six other people who are hiding out somewhere who are just never addressed in the movie because they're. <laughs> yeah. You know, just you never chose that path. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> There's somebody at like a fake Burger King somewhere, just like yeah. waiting, but it's not happening. <laughs> what gas station food would you be most likely to eat and be poisoned by in this uh, scenario? I'm always a sucker for the breakfast burritos, like that they have churning on the hot <laughs> hot plates. What? I know it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Oh. But to be honest, my family, we frequent like Maverick, which is a pretty high end, like, you know, sort of bougie oh. gas station. So they do good. They do good breakfast burritos. Or like out oh here we gosh. have Bucky's, and so they have good food. Oh, too. I freaking love Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. Those so. Bucky nuts or whatever they are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the caramel popcorn thing. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine would definitely be a Slurpee. Of course. Poison of course. Slurpee get me every time. <laughs> fall for it um Mm -hmm. what is the last meal you would be cooking as you gave a monologue about how elite and liberal you are 
Well, if it's cooking, um, the only thing I can really make is toast or eggs. So it's <laughs> going to be one of those two, baby. Yeah, Maybe but pouring for dramatic myself cereal in a bowl. You'd be like, oh, yes. When you make live cereal, most people use 1% milk. But I think the best is 2% milk. Oh, yeah. I could come up with some bs thing about eggs. You know, like you got to put the salt in earlier. So I don't yeah. know. What are you cooking? Um, I guess I'd want to look cooler than I am. So I'd try making something I don't usually make, like a like a croissant or a crepe. You know, I'd be like, oh, this is my day to day. Be jealous. Like, look at me in my high tech kitchen. But she's just making a grilled <laughs> cheese. And her only the only thing that makes it like differentiating is saying, well, I use Gruyere instead of cheddar, which yeah. is like not that weird. I feel like lots of people make Gruyere grilled cheese sandwiches it's not like she said oh i use blue cheese or like i use parmesan (laughs) or i use philadelphia cream cheese or you know some kind of weird thing (laughs) it was another cheese that you could very easily use in a grilled cheese what a la the waitress who's never tasted caviar Mm. what is a fancy food that you have never eaten but you pretend that you've eaten pretend that i've eaten i don't know i guess (laughs) do you pretend you've eaten fancy foods oh yeah Every every single time oysters come up, I always pretend that I just you have had them but don't like them. I've never eaten an oyster, but they just look so disgusting They're to disgusting. me that I'm like, oh, I don't like oysters. Unfortunately, so, I have eaten them, but I, like as much I, as I don't want to suck I... down some underwater <laughs> phlegm. So I think I'll pass. They're disgusting. I think the one that I haven't like tried that I think people thought I had tried because I was in France is escargot, but I just don't want to try it, so... But I haven't like lied about trying a food. It's like it's like you know how everybody has pretended to read a book before, or like yeah, everybody yeah. has definitely like nodded like they knew a band right. that someone mentioned. That's yeah. how it is with food. I feel like there's some <laughs> foods that it's just like I don't really want to try, but I guess you just kind of been... pretend like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, there have been times where like I don't feel like getting the, into the whole I don't drink thing, so I'll like nod and pretend I've like, oh yeah, like when the conversations about champagne or wine i'm like oh yeah definitely like yeah i totally get it <laughs> um chardonnay right yeah right, guys? it's like oh yeah yeah a hundred percent um but that's just like a head nod it's not like a full story lie so um but i have a final i have a question um what okay. is the closest you've come to a controversial tweet that could get you um picked for the hunting oh Dear Lord. Um, I mean, I I feel like the thing with the controversial tweet is that you never really know that it's <laughs> that it's controversial until it happens, you know? It's like That's I don't think true. that I don't think that anybody who ever gets accused of a controversial tweet <laughs> tweeted that thinking, you know, this might come back to bite me later on. It's mm. like you tweeted in the moment thinking that it's good and then either the situation changes and you never go back and delete it or you or it's just like you were oblivious that it was problematic in the first place or you thought oh well this is (laughs) like this is kind of edgy but i didn't but i didn't mean it poorly you know yes yeah yeah it's probably good that we didn't have twitter as like tweens yes oh for sure (laughs) for sure oh my gosh yes i mean Although I don't know what I would have been tweeting that would have been controversial at that point, but truly. I mean, so <laughs> I take um, 
I've done some some like comedy script writing classes and mm. and sometimes when you're by yourself you're like oh this joke is kind of edgy but like this this <laughs> is like a funny joke and then when you get to the like table read you're like why did I put this in here it's like you you're just like so nervous that when it gets to you they're gonna read it and be like dude that's like really that's like yeah. not appropriate and you're like yeah. I know I shouldn't have done it <laughs> so so that has happened to me yeah. sometimes, but not that ever anyone has been like that was terrible, but I just always get so nervous that yeah. I'm like, you oh my gosh, I shouldn't have put that in. <laughs> yes. I think there was once like a blog post I wrote when I was like 14 where I was like, feminists are bad. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure that'll come up one day in some internet search of me when I inevitably become famous or <laughs> worth Googling. Is, are your old blogs still up online? I don't, I, I mean, yes, I should probably just take them down because there's probably something worse in there than my anti-feminist rant, but. I mean, I I had a blog in high school that I fully erased from online. And I also, me and one of my good friends in college had a poetry website where we put up (laughs) poems we had written. And you know, I went back and scrubbed that bad boy too. So amazing. No, thank you. Do a deep dive into your Google history. I mean, I, I, it's gone. Like I went into the website, (laughs) like logged back in and like went through and deleted everything. So unless someone was doing screen grabs of of bad poetry (laughs) blog spots or WordPresses or whatever they were back in like 2011, I think Uh... I'm safe. Well, I'm glad that we watched this, Shelby. Um, this was a lot of fun for me. It was only 90 minutes of agony, which, to be <laughs> fair, is shorter than one episode of The Bachelor. So just think <laughs> about that. We've we'll still be back figure next out what week. We're doing. Yeah. I know. We'll be talking about Corona and Corona related things, I'm sure, on Tuesday because this is our world now that we live in. And, <laughs> you know, but just think of how glorious it's going to be when this is all over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be in my home for a month. So I'm just going to like live. Yeah. Live out and about. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's coming out or what's happening. Now that you're watching Westworld season three, though, this means that we could possibly do an episode on that at the end of the season, should this <laughs> still be going on. So that's yeah. something to consider. Yeah. And then in two weeks, we can watch Onward on Disney Plus. So, oh, is that coming out? Yeah. That's a good movie. So good. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week with whatever we're doing <laughs> to be determined. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, please don't fall in a spike pit over the next week. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.